Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, good morning. I'm Annette Bolster. I'm a practitioner here. And thank you for joining us this morning. Our topic for this Practitioner Sunday is renewal. A spiritual journey encompassing four levels of consciousness. The material, material physical level, the mental emotional, the metaphysical, and mystical level. You can find a handout in your program that outlines them a little bit if you want to use them for future reference. And I ask that you please hold your applause until we're all done. So let's get started with the material physical level, which is level one. How many of you would truly like to live the life of your dreams? Not everybody? Everybody? No? <laughs> well, if you do, you are ripe for renewal, let me tell you. In the past, I often dreamt how my life would be if I could have everything that I ever wanted, and then I woke up. <laughs> Even though my life unfolded quite nicely, I had and still have lots more on my wish list. For instance, my body temple could have more energy, it could be lighter. I would like to be able to travel more. Why can't I have as much money as Bill Gates? And on and on it goes. There were times when I felt like Cinderella. My sisters have all the fun and I have to do all the work. Does this sound like I was a victim, that life just happens and there's nothing we can do about it? Well, I was taught at an early age that it takes hard work to survive in this world. So after having felt sorry for myself for a little while, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I asked myself, what can I do to make things happen? I could get another job. I could change my eating program so that some of the weight can be released. I could exercise more, or I could win the lottery. <laughs> Operating strictly in the material physical world means we do all we can to make changes on the outside, or better yet, request that other people around us change. And how is that working? Yes, my parents were right. Life on the material plane can be hard work. Sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. And now Dee Hartman will share an example of a situation in her life on the material plane. Thank you, Annette. One night, 35 years ago, I went bowling with some friends. And that night, my back went out. And it went way out and it stayed out for quite some time. It was extremely painful. The, the doctor um, gave me some muscle relaxers and sent me home, 
and he wanted to um, and he wanted to refer me to a surgeon, but I was really clear I didn't want back surgery at all. I still feel that way, kind of. Um, then a friend referred me to her osteopath, and he did um, spinal manipulation and adjustments, and um, I did lots and lots and lots of physical therapy, and I worked with his nutritionist for some weight loss, and my back eventually got a lot better. It was a lot of hard work, and it took a while, but um, that lasted for almost 15 years. So then I was in Denver for the next 17 years, and the pain grew more and more acute. I saw chiropractors that helped some, but not enough, and the pain got worse. I just, I, I just really didn't know what to do. Then I came to Portland, and eventually I was referred to a neurosurgeon, and aha, here was someone who could help me, really help me, and he wanted to help. And he uh, promised me that surgery would be the very last um, option. Oh, he prescribed um, pain medication and sent, uh, sent me to a pain specialist for steroid injections in my back. And uh, he also sent me to another doctor that manages um, a successful but unique uh, weight loss program. The steroid injections were a miracle. After a five-minute um, procedure, I walked out of the hospital practically pain-free. I could um, walk like I haven't been able to walk in years, and I could sleep in any position I wanted to without pain. This was all really, really awesome and amazing. And the weight loss program has helped immensely. Being hands-on and open to everything that is recommended to me has shifted my thinking and renewed my spirit and my life. I will continue on, and I am so very grateful. And now we'll hear from uh, Nancy Ashley. So we've talked about the mental, the material or physical level. Now I'd like to talk about the mental or emotional level. And this is the level that Reverend Larry usually talks about here, optimism, pessimism, um, and he gives us homework about our thinking. So when we say change your thinking, change your life, this is what we're referring to, the mental level. This includes all the thoughts, beliefs, values, emotional hang-ups, and attitudes that we bring into science of mind when we first come. Um, there are the limiting ideas that we have incorporated, the habitual ways of looking at 
life, uh, the attitudes or buttons that get pushed for our emotions. And um, with consciousness or mindfulness, we can explore all of these areas, recognize these patterns, and begin to make a difference. So we can hear those voices in our heads that are the scripts that we've been carrying around for a long time. Now, one issue with the mental level is that if we're not mindful, we may be operating on the collective unconscious level, and that means we're probably bringing in all of the um, advertising, the fear, the uh, statements that come on TV and in the paper that surround us, trying to convince us that maybe you need this. Uh, so. To renew our thinking, we get to claim and affirm a willingness to really look at and explore all these thoughts and beliefs, to evaluate each one individually, and to throw out the ones that no longer serve us. We get to choose what we put into our consciousness on a daily basis, avoiding the junk food from TV and other places. We get to make a decision every day to practice new patience, tolerance, and compassion for ourselves, first of all, and then for all others, as we grow on the spiritual path. So working with a practitioner is one of the very good ways for you to take a look at these mental issues and to begin to, uh, to work on them. So now Arlene will share a specific example of this in her life. Thank you, Nancy. Looking back on my childhood and throughout my life, I was prone to warts, cysts, and growths that popped up all over my body. I would go to the doctors to have them frozen, burnt, cut out, removed, all to appear somewhere else on my body. I also experienced my fair share of worry, doubt, and anxiety. I fretted a lot. And my, many of my family and friends would just call me a worry wart. I would think and worry about, am I good enough? Am I pretty? Am I lovable? Am I bright enough? Am I worthy and deserving? Will I be accepted and approved of? Will they still want to be my friend when they really get to know me? Yes, I took many classes and workshops that emphasized a new ways of thinking, feeling, believing, and living, and deliberately choosing how I wanted to live and be. I learned how to focus and still my thoughts and feelings by practicing meditation, contemplation, connection with the truth and the divine presence within me. I accepted and I affirmed I am good enough. I am the love and beauty of life in full expression. I am guided and directed by divine love and wisdom. I lovingly accept and approve of myself. I trust in the process of life. Only right and good action is always taking place. And I give my best to life and life gives its best to me, and it is my best friend. I learned how good it feels 
to change your mind and feelings about yourself and life and to do this work and affirm the positive and release the negative. Thus, I have released the need to be a worry wart and the cause for manifesting warts and false growths. And if something does happen to pop up, I, it reminds me to be kind and gentle with myself. I enjoy living in the divine manifestation and I am now known as beautifully blessed. <laughs> you cut off. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Kate Barrett, and we are talking about four different um, pro perspectives and thought. Annette spoke about the material perspective, and then Dee gave us the example of her back pain. Then Nancy explained the mental perspective when we start to consciously choose what our out outcomes will be by using the laws of mental science, also called science of mind. Arlene then gave us her example of the warts. So now I'm speaking of the metaphysical. Meta means beyond. So we are thinking beyond the physical. You may ask, how far beyond the physical? The answer is, as far as you are willing to believe. When we look or vision from a metaphysical viewpoint, we are opening our inner eyes to see from the perspective of absolute wholeness. In absolute wholeness, there's no symptoms that can defeat or impede the flow of perfect health and the experience of wholeness. We use affirmations and denials to channel the direction of our thinking. And this practice creates an atmosphere of wholeness that can permeate not only our own experiences, but also the experiences of those around us. We believe that we are part of the one. And thinking from this perspective renews our thinking from the inside out. We find ourselves thinking thoughts of wholeness, not only for ourselves, but for everyone in every situation that we see. The science of mind symbol has a top, a middle, and a bottom. When we're thinking from a metaphysical perspective, we're thinking from the top. We're thinking from the perspective of absolute perfection, absolute wholeness. And when we start from the top and we allow those thoughts to permeate through our lives, through all of our actions, then the outcome is incredible beyond the physical, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. And so now, <laughs> Cheryl will give us an example of metaphysical thinking. Thank you, Kate. Years ago, I used to live in Eugene, Oregon, which is right in the middle of the grass seed growing capital of the world. Um, I personally think it's the grass seed growing capital of the universe. And for those of you who have not been there during this time of year, there are swirls of yellow dust in, in the uh, atmosphere, and it's all grass pollen. I used to ride my bike along the back roads, and I'd get covered in that dust. And any place my skin was exposed would become welts and hives. My throat would start to itch. It would start to close down. I learned about the structure of the eyeball. The eyeball is very much like a balloon, 
except for the iris, which is a solid little disc in there. My eyeballs would swell up so much it would fold over the iris of my eye, pinch my contacts onto my eyeball. The allergist, all he could do for me is steroids, nasal steroids, injections. He was afraid to even try desensitization by giving allergy shots. That's how allergic I was to grass. And what, when I came to Science of Mind and the concepts in the metaphysical level really rang true for me, I started to explore. And the idea of unity, that we all come from one place, that we're all made out of the same stuff, seemed to me to be an answer. So I utilized that medical or metaphysical concept of unity, that I am one with life itself, and so is grass pollen. <laughs> that I come from the same God stuff that grass pollen does, and there is no real reason for me to have that kind of response. Well, it worked, folks. We're in the middle of grass season, and I can breathe clear and easy and have no symptoms whatsoever. So now, Bill will take us into the mystical realm. I don't know whether any, uh, any of you noticed, but if you look up here, you'll notice that some of us are on the dark side, and others are not. <laughs> That has absolutely nothing to do with about what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I, I want to talk about mysticism. And uh, for some folks, that's about as dark as it gets. But um, uh, it's a fascinating subject for me. The dictionary definition of mysticism is the doctrine of an in immediate spiritual intuition or of truth or a direct intimate union of the soul with God through the contemplation of spiritual ecstasy. There have been many books written about the subject and most of them are hard to understand because the people who had these experiences, there really is no language to describe their experience. And, and so perhaps we need a new language. Yeah, that's clearly the reason that Jesus used uh, parables to try to educate people in these matters uh, from the information that he got directly from the, the source. Walt Whitman and, Walt Whitman and others um, tried to describe these experiences in, by means of poetry. Um, uh, when he was trying to explain to people what he had experienced and, and uh, witnessed daily. Walt, uh, I talked about Walt already. Uh, <laughs> I'm filled with a great expectation um, for the future because I think this is the wave of the future. There, uh, there's actually a paradigm shift going on right now and um, we will learn this new language, I, I'm certain of it. We will, we will find a new heaven and a new earth. And so I'd like to read just a short uh, excerpt from um, the back of this book, the classic study of evolution, which is called Cosmic Consciousness. Um, this was written by a man named Boris uh, Becky, 
and he, it was written in 1901. And so the, Dr. Becky discovered that at intervals certain individuals appeared to um, to express a power of transcendent realization or illumination. Their experience constitute a definite advance in man's re relation with the infant. Moreover, the power shows from the available records that the endowment of illumination is on the increase. Now this was 100 years ago. Think what's happened since then. And he gives full details of practically all the cases on record up until the time the book was written. So now, Star will talk to you about her experiences on the mystical level of consciousness. Thank you, Bill. So I've been a licensed practitioner here um, for nearly five years, but I've been on a conscious spiritual path for a dozen. I started um, with the foundations class back in 2002. And as I renew my relationship with spirit, um, I see it everywhere from, you know, the beautiful baby smile that's just leaving right now to that uh, spider that I w at my house that I would rather be outside than on my ceiling. Yes, I see. I see the divine there, too, even as I take it outside. <laughs> all of these and more and me are all connected, woven together by the thread of the divine. In the past, I was constantly searching for things that needed to be fixed uh, so that my ego could feel really accomplished for being such a good fixer. Now, as I wear my ego personality more lightly, not only am I able to shine my light and see me more clearly, but I also get to pick up the subtle nuances of synchronicity that are everywhere all the time. Now a day doesn't go by where I miss it, for a part of me is tuned in to that mystical side of life, the part that can't be strategized unfortunately. When we live there, we stay connected not only to source, but to the best in each other as we co-create an amazing world, one that considers what is best for all of life. Recently, this mystical awareness and power has been experienced as many things. Here's just a couple examples from this last year. In January, um, after months of feeling overwhelmed in my attempt to expand my practice, I met, through an ethical marketing group on Facebook, a coach's coach. Yeah, I know, a coach's coach. But her niche is women spiritual practitioners who are also trailblazers in consciousness. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know this thing existed. And there it was right in my face. She is now an incredible resource and a place for support and guidance. Um, then in March, I attended a women's leadership conference, entered a raffle and won three months of marketing coaching from someone our very own Linda Rossi had recommended to me the previous year. Oh, and on top of that, this was the same week that the previously mentioned coach and I covered marketing lightly, and I was really hungry for more. So the t it was two days before I won this package. It was kind of perfect. So now her marketing coaching combined with my coach's coach coaching, <laughs> um, I'm getting exactly what I need to feel confident running a business. And again, these are just a couple of examples of the regular flow of life for me when I'm clear about what I want and I'm mystically grounded in truth to get it. This mystical power and awareness is available to us all. Won't you join me on the mystical path that is you? And so I want to thank you for listening to our lovely practitioner Sunday today. Thank you. Thank you.
And of course, you know, we make it sound so easy, um, but that's because we do this all the time. And if you need support, please take advantage of us because that's what we're here for. Let us pray. And so I just go within to that part of me that always knows the truth, that there is only one thing. It can show up as an infinite number of many, and yet there is only one. This one life that I call God exists as everything, and it is so powerful. And that means me, that I am made up out of this God stuff, that this one power expresses in, through, and as me, that its infinite nature is a part of who I am made up out of. And as this is true for me, it's true for every single person gathered here today, every speck of God everywhere, each one of us, a unique expression of the one, and each one of us, like a hologram, containing all the power of the whole. And so I speak my word for and about each one of us here today, affirming a willingness to use this infinite nature to look at our lives honestly and see which area might need some attention to use our power to give one of these four areas of consciousness a little bit of zing, a little bit more love, allowing us that beautiful, unique spirit that is within us to express more fully, to give our gifts more completely, to be more present for the divine to move through us as us. And I know that as we do this in an individual way, that we lift us all up, that we touch the lives of every single person in a more powerful way, in a more loving way than we ever have. And that this in itself transforms the planet. And so I'm so grateful to know this truth for and about each one of us today. I'm so grateful to see the face of God over and over again. And in great gratitude for this truth, I simply let it be and together we say, and so it is, thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.